I think we're live. This is the first time I'm doing this on OBS. I just switched over. Let me double check before we do anything. Yes, we are live. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, hey everyone and welcome to the penultimate place to get your movie and TV news and reviews. This is episode 65 of the Cross Media Show. And today's topic is our review of episode 4 of HBO's The Last of Us. But before we get into, there, into our discussion, if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast service, feel free to give us a good rating on that platform. It helps with the algorithm and helps us grow our audience. If you're watching on YouTube, consider dropping a like and a sub, and please do not forget to hit that bell to get notifications for all of our shows, like the Penultimate Game Show, the Marvel Mondays Initiative, and Anime Nation. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ruben, the director of this channel, and today I am joined by a special guest. Jess, I forgot my intro for you, so for that I apologize dearly. It's all good. Okay. I'm everywhere, uh, and I do nothing. Mm. (laughs) The person who does nothing, Jessica Sanchez. Jessica, how are we doing? (laughs) There you go. How's it going? Long time. You know, it's it's good. It's good. I'm having a real good day today. Good. I'm glad. Um, Of course... Before we get into the show, let's do some uh, housekeeping. This week on the Penultimate Game Show, we are going to be doing something. Honestly, I don't know. I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. I, I don't remember what the hell we're, we planned on doing. Uh, I do know for a fact that I am going to be doing some Steam uh, Next Fest games, uh, game demos this week. So stay tuned for that. And as always, please feel free to leave your thoughts and questions on our speakpipe.com. Oh, and our speakpipe, speakpipe.com slash penultimate conquest. So, Jess, what have you thought so far of HBO's The Last of Us? So, I do not have the attachment to Last of Us that most people do because I never finished the game. I started it and I, I get to the same bit every time and that's when Joel and Tess are leaving the city. To go confront Robert. I get to that point every single time. Stop. And never go back. Okay. Uh, I will eventually go back and finish it. I, I Once it comes to PC on my Steam Deck. But So what I'm doing is I'm experiencing this story. As someone who knows the story beats. Because it's impossible to avoid them at this point. Right. Um, but I don't necessarily have that same attachment to the stories and the characters. Okay. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying the TV show, however. Good. You know, Pedro Pascal and, and Bella Ramsey aside, like, I, I love them both individually as actors. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing such a good job of, of really portraying, like, humanity during a horrible dystopian downfall of society. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's, I'm, I'm loving this ride. Good. Uh, I have had... Uh... I, this is episode four, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So for the past three episodes, I have been cautiously optimistic. Uh, I just have been missing the connection between Joel and Ellie so far. Mm-hmm. And that changed with this episode for me. This episode was fucking perfect. I thought it was great. Um, as someone really who... Got to see him bond. Um... 
yeah. We, honestly, we got to spend time with them, just the two of them together. Exactly, exactly. And that's what I feel like has been missing as someone who has played uh, The Last of Us Part 1. Uh, yeah, it, it's weird not having them by themselves for a while. Like, it's been three episodes, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel the chemistry here. Um, but we finally got it, and... I am so glad that they nailed this chemistry because it's fucking great. I love it. I loved the, the uh, I'm just going to pull from the episode, the where he starts to laugh at the joke, the uh, diarrhea joke. Perfect. I felt I, it, it was genuine for me. It felt genuine. And I, I love the fact that he's finally, she's, she's breaking his shell, you know? Um, in the game, it didn't really feel like he needed that shell. Like, he didn't have the shell. Um, but, like, it, it, it's good. I'm so glad that these two have on-screen chemistry. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really feel like there's no better way to um, both ingratiate yourself and annoy someone at the same time exactly. than dad jokes. Yeah. Uh, I really... It is, is on-brand for me. If you ask anybody who I send a million TikToks to... to dad jokes is a thousand percent one of them so i really when she picked up the book i was very excited about that because i love it yeah <laughs> it's so and good that reaction that reaction of joel where he's like it's so stupid yeah <laughs> exactly you mean, laugh? yeah you have to laugh because it, it's like i said it it, it works it, it feels mm. real it feels like that was the first time he heard the joke and like it, it, I don't know. And for me, it, it was great. I, I loved it. Um, I have been telling everyone that I've been telling my sisters who don't play video games at all, like, you have to watch this. This show is going to be amazing. And my older sister has been, has been, uh, she's been watching it every week and she's like, okay, yeah, this is really fucking good. This is really good. I'm liking it. So I told her today, I was like, hey, what do you think of taking your son's ps5 just download the last of us part one you know wait until this is uh sorry the last of us remastered wait till this show is over and then play the game let's see what happens she's like i don't know but like it was more of uh, okay all right maybe so i'm optimistic a lot to convince people who um maybe didn't see the depth that games can have before that there is you know quality story to be told yeah you know and, and I've, I've had because I've, I've shown this to my parents as well and I, I've had them ask like how, how much of this is in the game and again I've I don't have the best experience with the game but I know the story beats and um and I can tell you know yeah it's it's they, they change some stuff here and there but it's fairly fairly accurate exactly straight up pulling scenes from the game to the show yeah. Which actually, and that was one of those things that I was laughing at um, last night because so many people after episode three, like I was getting really frustrated with the whole, well, they didn't do the porno mag joke, which I, you know, yeah, they didn't right. yet, but they were in the truck for two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was really glad we got that this episode because I was like, ah, they didn't drop it. Yep. And two was like, all right, we got it. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I, I also like just cracked up really hard where she's like why are these pages so sticky and his face is like oh face. no um, his face was great yes 
Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, he's a dad. Yeah. He's, you know, and, and he never had to have those kind of conversations with his kid. But I think, I think he really approached that as like a dad trying to like, oh. Absolutely. Just drop it. Just drop it. <laughs> um, before we get into the uh, summary of the plot summary, I just wanted to ask you so far. Well, I guess we kind of already t- touched it. So far, you're having a good time with it? Yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying um, not just not just the, the bits that we, we are getting um, that are you know, canon, that are familiar. Mm-hmm. Also, the expansions of the world in general. Yeah. Uh, so I'm probably I'm probably higher on this episode than a lot of folks who are more you know specific to the games are um, because I do enjoy that expansion of the world. Yeah. We get that first uh, scene where um, the guy is about to kill Joel. Ellie shoots the guy, and we get something that we haven't really gotten in the games, where the guy is literally begging for his life, like. It it was harsh. It was, but it was really, especially, and this is this is something that always messes me up. So soon after the video of Tyree Nichols, mm-hmm. where he was calling for his mom as the police were beating him, to hear Brian, yeah. which we know his name is Brian yeah. because he introduced himself. Yep. Um, you know, to hear him calling for his mom, like I was, like even right now, I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah. It, it's, and that—that's the interesting thing about about the show is like, yeah, these are all very these are all people. Mm-hmm. These are all people who are surviving. Yeah, in the game you don't really get that. In the game you're just like, oh, it's th- they're trying to kill me, so it's my turn to try to kill them. But well, it's fun. yeah, yeah, but like this kind of made it a little more personable, and it also makes that conversation that. Joel has with Ellie where he's like I've been on both sides uh, but like like I said in the game we get that and it's just like yeah okay Joel whatever but this like it it makes it more poignant you know like I had asked last week uh, do we think the people that played the second part of Last of Us there's a death scene. I don't know if you know it, uh, but I told you I got, I got all the stories. Okay, all right, cool. So, spoilers for The Last of Us Part Two and potentially Season Two. Uh, Joel dies in The Last of Us Part Two, and as a person who really played the first game uh, right before the second game came out, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's gonna be Joel and Ellie." And it's going to be a great time, and we're going to have... That death fucking slaughtered me. <laughs> uh, I had asked last week our guest, do we think that people are going to have the same connection to Joel that the people who've played the games do when he inevitably dies? Like, is it going to be that... Uh, is that death going to be hit harder for most yeah, I think it could go either way. I, I think it's going to hit hard. HBO is really, really good about 
making you care about a character and then brutally killing them in front of you. Yes. You know, um, they they have a track record, man. Yeah. They got a body count. Like, it's massive. Yep. Um, I think part of what makes video games amazing is that you embody these characters. Mm -hmm. So seeing somebody that you embodied, especially with you so recently, like when you played them back to back, to see somebody that you spent so much time with and you embodied, to see them killed so brutally and very quickly, yeah. um, I think that's definitely a feeling that you can only get in video games. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think by the end of this, we're definitely, it's, it's going to, it's going to hurt. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, this is not going to be fun. Okay. All right. Good. I I'm glad you feel that way because uh, I am just emotionally ready for it. Uh, we're, I'm falling in love with Joel all over again. Yes. You think that? Yeah. It's, it's going to be so much worse. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be a train wreck. You know? A train wreck. <laughs> It'll also, it's also going to be the second time that Pedro Pascal has, um, died brutally. Horribly murdered on each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is a track record for him. Maybe he just, at the end of Mandalorian, he we just see him being like God, fucking brutally mm, murdered. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not okay with it either. He's great. I love him. <laughs> um. All right. So let's get into the plot. Uh, traveling through Mississippi, uh, sorry, that's not Mississippi, traveling through Missouri on their way to Wyoming, Joel and Ellie take a shortcut through the ruins of Kansas City where they get ambushed by bandits. Joel kills two of them but manages, but a third manages to overpower and nearly strangle him to death before Ellie saves him by shooting a man, shooting the man with her gun. More bandits led by Kathleen find the bodies. Now, uh, you had mentioned this before the show started about Kathleen and, uh, what was his name? Perry? I think. Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure it was Perry. Yeah. Perry is played by Jeffrey Pierce. Yeah. Who played Tommy in the games. Yes. Um, and these are both new characters for the show. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, you know, of course they did deviate a little bit. Kansas City having a heck of a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i what i was telling you earlier was that what what i really like about kathleen and especially with melanie uh, linsky playing her because um, melanie linsky plays like unhinged characters who yeah. are seemingly like like sweet people yeah. who don't aren't quite there underneath mm -hmm. um she does that a lot she did that of course in two and a half men she did that in the perks of being a wallflower like just a bunch of different movies and shows where she is like Oh, this character is oh, oh yeah. You know, yep. Uh, she's very good at that. Yes, she is. <laughs> um, but but what I what I was telling you earlier is like Stephen King does this thing where he he will take a, a middle aged, unassuming, usually a white woman character, and will have them kind of needle their way into power, mm -hmm. um, in, in a manipulative sort of a way. So. What we're seeing feels like the end result of that. Like, you know, that, that struggle has happened. Fedra has fallen. Who knows how that went, you know? Yeah. But she has the loyalty of these people, and she <clears throat> has their trust. She has that for a reason. So I think we're going to probably see a little bit more of that next week. Okay. Um, but I am I'm hoping, I don't know, next week could go one of a thousand ways. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um. Let's see here. 
uh, Kathleen, believing that Joel and Ellie are in contact with a man named Henry, she is hunting, orders a manhunt. Now, I didn't put two and two together. Uh, I always forget these two characters' names, Henry and his brother Sam. Uh, when they show up at the end of the episode, I was like, oh shit, I completely forgot. And it's deviating a little from the sh- from the uh, from the show from the game, but I'm okay with that. Like I am excited for the next episode, which is actually coming out earlier. They this HBO decided they're going to release it on Friday night instead of Sunday because they don't want to interfere with the Super Bowl, which welcome like, football. <laughs> I guess you know I feel like everybody's tuning into HBO. Right? As, a, like, as a person who doesn't yeah. watch football at all, I, I'll be tuning into HBO on Sunday. Um, I'll watch it again if I have to, you know. Um, it, it's good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm terrified. I am all of the things, you know, antsy, I'm anxiety-ridden. But, like, I already know what happens in the, in the story. Well, and, that's, and that's the thing. We know what happens in the story like we know what happens in the game. Yeah. But they've already deviated a little bit in, you know, when we saw that of course with Bill and Frank, we saw that as a, an entirely different end story that was uh, honestly just 10 out of 10 amazing. Um I don't doubt in Neil Druckmann's ability to rip your heart out. Yeah. So yeah. I also think that he's interested in and initially, when when this show first started, I had said, like, game players, this is exactly what people who read Game of Thrones were going through, mm-hmm. you know, in, what, 2010? Yeah. Well, old. anyway. <laughs> um, but, but I think that Neil's very aware of that. And I think the showrunners in general are very aware that there are people who know exactly how everything plays out. And I think that they are... While they want to hit those notes, they also want to make sure they get your heart, too. Yeah. You know, so I think we see some deviation in the story. And, I mean, I, th- I still think it's probably going to be probably probably still the most messed up bit in the, yeah. the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, again, we, we see that... Uh, Neil Druckmann said something at the end of the show. You know how they have that, that uh, they recap the, the, into the episode. yeah, into the episode. There you go. That's what I'm looking at. Um, he's like, I like to uh, make villains. I like to empathize with villains or something like that along those lines. And I'm like, oh, no, what are you going to do here? That makes me root for Kathleen or like, I don't know. I think- a situation and Joel has said this several times like you know the people who are still going at this point it's one of two things either they have done what they need to survive the 20 years or this is the world that they've been born into yeah and what does that do to a person yeah scary real scary yeah no I'm really excited because Lamar Johnson he's the one who's who's playing Henry um I don't know how old Henry was in the game yeah, that's a good question. Let me see if I could find out. But I know Lamar Johnson is in his 20s, so he could play like a teenager, early 20 character um, as Henry. Jesus. The same. Uh, Sorry. Uh, it says here he was 25 in the games. So in the game, he had a life before 
everything started. Yeah. But this is different okay. because it, this is like he would have been five years old before. And I honestly, yeah, at that point. Yeah. He what does grew that, you know, yeah. What does that do to you? Yeah. You've seen this world, like Ellie by herself. Ellie is just a weird little mess. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm really excited for us to eventually get to the Left Behind. Mm-hmm. Because I do want to see more characters who grew up in this mess. Yes. yes. I want to see how like how unique is her attitude, or is yeah. it just kind of emblematic of growing up when horrible funguses have I think killing people and I think it, I think it's unique to the kids that grew up in the Fedra schools. Because, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because uh, playing the Last of Us DLC. Uh, sorry, the Left Behind DLC. Her friend kind of acts the same way, if not more fun and crazy than Ellie is acting right now. But I think she learned that from her. So uh, I think that it's just the kids who grew up in the Fedra schools. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's part of what we were saying earlier, like the, this exploration of just like the world. Because Brian, you know... Poor Brian. Yeah. Never forget, Brian. Brian. have been more than 22, 23. Yeah. yeah. So he is, he is someone who grew up, not in the Fedra system, I don't think, but but definitely someone who grew up with the world. Yes. Destroyed. Yeah. Well, someone who probably grew up with the bandits, like Kathleen's mm-hmm. people. <clears throat> so. And we don't have a timeline for when that, that QZ fell. It looks like it's been a while. Yeah, it doesn't look like it was recent at all. Yeah. It looks like it, it's it's so hard to tell yeah. what the passage of time is in this show. Yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully, we get more answers about that uh, probably next episode. Um, I'm going to continue with the the plot summary. Um, Kathleen's second-in-command, Perry, finds the evidence of the infected burying their way into the city, but Kathleen orders him to conceal it until they find Henry. I feel like Henry, as soon as you saw this, Henry should have been, like, on the back burner. We have to deal with this. This is way more important than Henry. (laughs) Absolutely. I would not say that Kathleen was thinking logically. I think she she's just purely thinking out of revenge, uh, whatever. That's a, a thousand percent vengeance brain. Yeah, whatever Henry did, like, she is out to get him and make sure that he pays. I don't even think it was, well, I don't know. It, it sounds like maybe just feeding information. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, but. I don't know. We could. That's what it made it seem. The doctor made it seem like like he was one of the people giving Fedra information. So Mm -hmm. who knows? Um, Joel finds a high rise where he and Ellie decide to sleep for the night until they can scout a way out of Kansas City. They wake up to find Henry and his brother Sam holding a holding them at gunpoint, which. Like I said before, we have this great moment where Joel and Ellie are finally connecting. She's trying, she's breaking that outer shell of his, and this happens. 
And she says it, uh, he's pouring the gla- the broken glass, and she's like, you might want to, like, I-, I noticed you have a hard time hearing out of your right ear, so maybe you're not going to hear it. And, of course, he doesn't hear it because, which is also weird, like, what are the odds that they found, like, Henry and Sam found them in the same spot? You know, we see evidence of, of Henry and Sam hiding out in attics. Yeah. And in, in rooftops. Yeah. And it's it's probable that they have, they didn't come from the door, is what I'm thinking. Oh. You know, I don't think they came from that. I don't think they walked around that glass. From that other side. They came from, you know... Uh, I'm not saying that I think that they made the hole that Ellie went through. I'm just saying those are Sam sized holes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and they've been, however long Fedra has been down, they've been surviving mm-hmm. and moving around quickly enough that they're not caught yet. Yes, absolutely. But uh, it's just like, so happenstance that it's like the same building that Joel and Ellie are in. Um, my hope is, is, my hope is that we, they're also trying to just get out and they're afraid that Henry and Sam are afraid that these guys are hired guns working for Kathleen. So the way that's the same way that Kathleen's thinking of Joel and Ellie are hired guns. They did specifically say Henry had access to a radio. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's possible that we get another Bill and Frank reference. Maybe. Oh, I didn't even think of it. I mean, maybe not, but, but, you know. Yeah. Who knows? We know that they were working with smugglers who were not necessarily, like, we know there's a lot of smugglers out there who yeah. were working with a lot of stuff, so. Just smuggling And, and the way ham radio stuff works, I feel like if, it, it would surprise me if he didn't know them. Right. I agree. It would be oddly surprising, but who knows? Who knows? Um, do you think... Uh, I've been saying that this is probably... Uh, I don't know. I think that this is PlayStation's... PlayStation has been trying to make something this successful, like uh, an adaptation uh, this successful for a while. We've seen it with Uncharted. We saw it with... Well, we're going to see it probably with the Peacock show that they're doing with, uh, what's that game called? Um, the, oh, Twisted Metal. Yeah, Twisted Metal. We see the Gran Turismo movie happening for some reason. We see the God of War TV show at Amazon Prime supposed to be happening. Do you think that this is a special sauce? Do you think that Amazon might be able to pull off a god of war oh after lord of the rings i'm like amazon if you give them enough money they're gonna give you an epic huh you know okay because i I really okay because i said last week i i I heard people like the Lord of the Rings show, but after the Lord of the Rings show, like after it finishes, nobody's telling me, oh, I need to go watch the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. If you liked, um, if you liked Fellowship of the Ring, okay, you will like the show. I only like the Hobbit movies. I'm sorry. What? I only no. like the Hobbit oh, movies. 
Like any of the Lord of the Rings period. Okay. All right. All right. Ooh. Okay. Is what you're saying. No, I mean specifically Fellowship of the Rings. Gotcha. Lord of the Rings movie. It okay. has that vibe. Okay. Oh, interesting. Huh. Okay. All right. I guess I'll have to give it a shot. That also includes like watching the Lord of the Rings movies. It's like nah, a quarter of my life. Fine. Oh, nah, perfect. All right. Good. Um, it, it means more if you do, but you yeah. Okay. Well, good. Because I don't want to waste what feels like uh, 25 I mean, years of my life. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, I totally get that. Okay. Um, I think that's all I got for you, Jess. Do you have any questions for me? Do you want to ask? Do you think we're going to get a flashback of the quarantine zone before it fell? Or do you think they're just not even going to address that? You mean this one specifically? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to address it. I think we'll probably we'll maybe see a flashback of what Henry did or we'll have some exposition of what Henry did. But I, I don't think we'll see a flashback. <laughs> I just, I'm really, what what the show is doing is making me more interested in the world. Yeah. In general. Yeah. And I want to see, I yes. want to see that downfall, you know? Yes. Especially with that episode two where they were just in Indonesia, if I remember correctly. Like that whole thing, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I want to know what happened after the initial first day like that would be great i also feel like they'll probably save that for a season three i i think season three is going to be if there's a season three season three will probably just be like uh stories about people throughout the whole thing whether it's like infected day or like a day-to-day thing i don't know I, I could see it be, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, crap. I forgot the word. Like, like, like Star Trek vi- or Star Wars Visions. Where it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where it's got specific episodes that are yeah. connected. Yes. I, always, I can't think of the word. I want to, uh, it's not episodic. Starts with an A. Anthology. There anthology. you go. Anthology series. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I could see an anthology season of just shit happening. They pick a random guy. Or a random person. I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch the shit out of that. I would be even perfect if that's season two. Like, have some space between season one and then, like, part two. That would be pretty good. I, I honestly, I really think that we're going to get an introduction to Abby before we see the return of Ellie and Joel. I think oh, that... I, if it was me, which I'm nobody... But if it was me, mm-hmm. because the, the the central themes of Last of Us 2 are about that conflict and, like, yes. depending on what side of that conflict you're on, and they've already explored that a little bit, like, you know, neither side is good. There's no good side. Mm-hmm. It's all gray. My side, your side. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think the easiest way to illustrate that is to just take us out of this side and put us on the other side without telling us. Mm-hmm. Because we have to remember, like, you know, as, as many PlayStation players as are in the audience, the majority of the audience is unfamiliar to Correct. this story. Yes. So, you know, you have to you have to bring those care those people in mm-hmm. while not disappointing fans. And that's a rough, rough 
balance to, to try and hit. And they're doing it really well so far, yeah. I think. I also, I have to agree that they're doing it pretty well. Um, I really hope they stick the landing. I, I am confident that they will, but you never know. You know, we. Like I'm I, very curious to see how things go next episode. Yeah. Shout out to Kevon Woodward as well, who's going to be playing Sam, who is a deaf actor. Okay, that so, I was just going to bring that up. I did see uh, in the into the episode. Well, no, sorry, the preview for the next episode, some signing. So I am interested in because if I remember correctly, that's a deviation from the show from the game. I don't think so. I don't remember. I remember there were communic. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't remember if he was deaf. I don't know. Hmm. Again, I have the story beats, but I don't have the full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, I'm I'm excited for next week's episode, which is just merely four days away. I'm excited. With that being said, <laughs> any final thoughts, Jess? Before we close out the show, I. I'm very excited. Oh, also, yes. side note, uh, the the showrunner, uh, I forget his name, the the one who um, Craig, very round faced uh, guy with the kind of kind of short hair, very round faced guy. Okay. Anyway, is in Mythic Quest, and that was driving me crazy because we are watching Mythic Quest right now, my partner and I. Mm -hmm. And every time they would do the behind-the-scenes interviews, I'd be like, that looks like the guy on Mythic Quest. And Craig Mazin. He's an name. asshole in that show. Yeah. It's just a very weird contrast. And then turns out, it's the Mythic Quest guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, he was also the, the guy who created uh, HBO's Chernobyl, which is interesting that he... He's got a track record for creating dystopia, so. I love Chernobyl. Yeah, that was really, really good. I'm excited for it. Well, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the rest of the season. We got four episodes left after, well, sorry, five episodes left. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, with that being said, Jess, thank you for joining me. Where could people find you? You can find me at Kikio1506, K-I-K-Y-O-1506, everywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, talk about nothing uh, on Twitter with me. My favorite type of, my favorite topic, just talking about nothing. It's great. <laughs> also, shout out to Pedro Pascal on SNL this weekend. It was freaking hilarious. Oh, that Mario Kart skit was hilarious. That Mario Kart skit, but that him playing as the Hispanic mother was perfect. Oh my god. Perfect. Nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that my mom didn't send it to me, but I also <laughs> sent it to her. She was cracking up. It was great. Um All right, I guess that that means we're closing the show. Thank you again, Jess, for joining me. Uh really, really appreciate happy. it. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Anytime. Uh with that being said, I guess it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs>